Welcome to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. Scientific Healing, a fusion of modern science and ancient healing arts, empowers you to take charge of your life to get healthy no matter what your doctor says. Discover how you can manage your own energy to improve your health, vitality, and prosperity from Anastasia and her guests. Are you ready to live your best and most energized life ever? Here's your host, Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. You're listening to Scientific Healing Radio, and I'm your host, Dr. Anastasia Choplis. I know the power of vibrational healing by combining physics and ancient healing arts to develop my own system that has produced what many would call medical miracles for hundreds of people. Discover how you can protect your energy when working with others as a healer or coach with Safe Healing at scientifichealer.com. July is the first of the summer months where we strip down to our shorts and t-shirts, bathing suits, and even birthday suits. Today, Gwen and I are having a conversation about nourishment and the struggle we have to do the right thing in today's world. We are flooded with a lot of propaganda and conflicting information about what's good for your body in terms of what we put in it and what we put on it. Let's unravel this together with my guest host, Gwen Leppard. I'd like to turn the floor over to her. Anastasia, I am so happy to be here with you again. And this topic that we're talking about today is so important. And it is hot now. I mean, here, I I live on the coast, you live on the coast, and it's hot even in the coastal cities, which is unusual this time of year. And I'm reminded that you know, six, seven months ago, like in every January, it rolled out those new so-called diets. Everyone's jumping on the bandwagon thinking this is a magic pill that's going to get them to lose the weight. It's going to be the magic solution. What do you think about all of these diets? And, and where are we? How, are, how is your approach different to food and what we put in and on our body? Well, first of all, diet, I mean, it makes it sound temporary, right? Everybody thinks that this is really a, uh, oh, we're just going to do this thing for 12 weeks. My body is going to magically change into something I want it to look like. And then I can go back to eating the way I was and everything's going to be hunky-dory. And I I started reading about every diet and nutrition book about 50 years ago. Uh, I was in my teens and I noticed that I started gaining a lot of weight and I and I had a like a an unsatiable insatiable hunger. So I needed a solution to figure out why was I hungry so often? Why did I crave foods all the time? And I tried everything I could get my hands on that was reasonable and some things were unreasonable. I mean, some things were uh, you know, I never tried anything like sardines all day or grapefruits all day, but as if that were sustainable, but <laughs> yeah, no, it's just not sustainable at all. No. <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't solve anything. And there were a lot of years between then and now where I struggled with wanting to eat all day long, even though I was active and lean. I used to get up and run six miles before breakfast. And I, really, I was I literally craved food all the time. And I don't anymore. And it went, I went through a lot of years of experimentation, 
like trying all kinds of different things. And it wasn't until I got really sick in my 40s where I started to discover brand new things like food allergies. I grappled with those for a while. And at one point I was allergic to 83 different foods. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, you know, I got really sick. I, it wasn't that I didn't, you know, you heard that I exercise and it wasn't that I didn't yeah. eat healthy foods. And I, and I sat around all day, you know, or I, I pumped chocolate in my mouth or something like that. I didn't do that. Um, and I still got sick and I thought, you know, gee, I'm playing by all the rules. What is it that I don't know? Like, why am I getting so sick? It can't just be my genes that had to be something else. And you, and this, this, I think this is the difference between what you did and what most people are looking for is you looked for a solution rather than for a magic pill, something that, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't be a big imposition, but you're drive to find solutions was so important to find out what you could eat yep. and what you don't. And, and if there's more to food than the calories, it's energy in the food, like a life force energy. Yes, and that that took some doing. I was lucky because when I got really sick, I was living in Germany, and we lived on and around a lot of farms, and a lot of them were organic farms. So we got like the freshest, freshest food possible when asparagus, so they bury asparagus under the ground. So they don't use any pesticides. They bury it under the ground and it's white. You may have seen it. The white asparagus in this country doesn't taste anything like the fresh white asparagus in Germany. And even if you buy it in the store, it's still really awful because it's been in the store, you know, in transport and all that. So we would go to the farm. They picked it that morning. We'd pick it up at 10 or 11 in the morning, take it home, and cook it up for the afternoon. So it had just gotten out of the ground, and it was amazing. And I noticed how different I felt there compared to here. And I, I got yeah. myself pretty well there. By the time I moved here back in 1999, I was pretty well. I still had a ways to go. Um, as with all healers, it's like you have one crash and you get some stuff done. And then you have another crash because you haven't completed it. And so I was between crashes at that point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems that we, we crashed so that we learn solutions for those that we help because yes. if we haven't had the experience ourselves how you know what do we you know what do we have to share and yeah. i want to get back to that life force yes that, exactly um, that was what that i was going to right so yeah. so it's alluded to in some books because they talk about eating organic right and right so um i didn't really start down this line of questioning until a few years ago when uh, uh, I was asking myself, why did a guru, an, you know, India, a guru from India, she's established here in the United States, and she, I asked her the question, so why are you eating vegetarian? And she started talking about how animals are slaughtered. That's not the real answer, but that's the answer that she knew. And then... Um, one of the guys that lives on the ashram was telling me that some workers had come 
and were eating McDonald's hamburgers on the premises, not in the house, but on the premises. And she saw it and she shooed them off. And McDonald's hamburgers are, you know, if you eat them, you will get sick if you eat them consistently. And so I realized that she could sense that there was this food, this meat on the premises, and she, you know, she had gotten up to see what was going on. And, you know, she's a heavy woman, so it was an effort. So she got up to see why she had felt this kind of like <laughs> death energy in the force. <laughs> And um, this okay. right, and I I started yeah. wondering how she could feel it and what was so different about the meat, especially that poorly prepared meat, like fast food burgers. And I started then thinking about, well, why don't I just measure the life force of foods? And you know, we all can do it if you're sensitive. You can just wave your hand over the food and you could tell how large the force field is around it. A lot of people are sensitive enough to be able to do that. And yeah, right. It's just tuning in. It's just, yeah, it's just tuning in. Exactly. And it's just like, you can tell when there's a sick human, you can just see it, see their pallor, see the energy around them. And um, I usually can tell whether somebody is about to die or not. You know, I can see the, the force field around them and, and that. And the thing is that it's not just our sensitivity. There have been measurements like machines that measured the energetic field around the uh, bodies, whether it's human or animal. And the first thing that they started with, this was over a hundred years ago. Can you imagine that? And this, (laughs) this was a long time ago and they used really primitive. It's not just new woo stuff. This is over a hundred years old. Yeah. This is a hundred years old. Like in the science. Yes. It's science. And it was measured by a medical doctor. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You would never have guessed that. And everybody thinks that what we do is a little on the woo side, but there's a lot of evidence that supports the... That's the, been ignored. Right? And, that's, and all that evidence is it's being ignored. It is being ignored. And so what they did was they um, injected some cancer cells into a rat and noticed that the... That the um, energy field around the rat using these measurements shrank immediately. And then the rat didn't get cancer for some time, you know, weeks to months, wow. didn't get cancer for some time. So that means that if we're sick, like if we eat a food, for example, that's bad for us like that, that means it'll shrink our energy field. It's not good for us. So you won't get sick right away. Mm. Right. Well, but, and I'm curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. If if you eat food and you like pass out, I mean, you just like you get that food coma. Is that something similar? If you eat something that's bad for you? Um. Well, it it, it depends. It depends is the oh, answer okay. to that question, and we we can get to that if we want if you want to. But uh, there are foods that will make you sleepy. Like if I eat a lot of shrimp, I get sleepy. That means it's not that good for me. It's taking my, it's reducing my energy, 
right? And there are okay. other foods that make you sleepy because it's a lot of carbohydrates and it's boosting your serotonin because 90% of your serotonin comes out of your gut, right? So right. and okay. the other 10% comes out of your brain. But the, but the, the, um, so it, it depends. So like some food comas are caused by types of food and some food comas are caused by chemicals. And, 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 um, is there a way of determining that or maybe get into that in another show or something? Well, yeah. I want to know more about the cancer cells and. Right. So. So to my way of thinking, if you could replenish the life force, like if you got exposed to something, if you could replenish the life force over and over again to keep boosting that field out, you won't get sick. And it's like a permanent protection. So I started thinking like, you know, uh, it's like my brain just doesn't ever shut off. And I even have to shut it off to go to sleep because I'm a high dopamine, low serotonin type person. That just means that my brain's always active. (laughs) So I started thinking about and I was quantifying the life force of different foods. And I signed, so Dr. David Hawkins wrote this book called Power Versus Force. And he assigned emotions to a scale of zero to a thousand. And it's not bad. I mean, it's a pretty good scale. It's not something that I... You know, some of the things that were written in there, I don't I don't particularly like because you can short circuit what he's talking about and we can change depending on our mood. Like if you're happy, your energy goes up and if you're sad, your energy goes down and we all have like a natural level that we gravitate to. But um, the point is that foods have the same kinds of things going on in them. If you feed a bunch of chemical fertilizers and you put pesticides on it, what do you think the energy of the food is going to do? Pesticides. It's going to go down. Right? Pesticides. Right? And herbicides both kill things. And it's death energy, which is very low energy. And so I started measuring things and I found that... um, So I know that food is a topic people are really interested in, especially judging by the number of questions I get in my classes on the food chapter. So if you think about how conventional cattle or chicken are treated on conventional farms, they're fed poorly, they're given GMO products, they're overcrowded, they're medicated, they're like cows are given... Uh, antibiotics because they're fed corn which rots in their stomach and makes them sick it's like a whole vicious cycle of what they're doing to these animals and then the way they're herded in and slaughtered even though they now have um, humane slaughter laws they're still like in these overcrowded conditions so you can imagine if you had a thousand square foot house and you had 20 people living in it it would it would make everybody yeah. crazy, right? Yeah, and, and they're still in the fear state. I mean, you're, yeah. you're eating their fear and, and all right. kinds of chemicals. Right, and so... Their body when, yeah, when they're slaughtered. Right, so um, whatever the animal is feeling when you slaughter it um, is the last hormone that's going to be in there, and it's not that you're eating the hormone itself, you're eating the energy of the flesh. 
right? So, right. so okay. it's not that you're eating protein and uh, some vitamins, vitamins, iron, whatever is in the meat, but yeah, you're also, right? You're eating, you're not eating meat, you're eating the energy of the meat. So when you have... That's a, it's a different thought process for people. I think that that's a little different thought process for people. Right? So let's and, talk... And so I'm really glad that you're bringing it. Right? So the topic bring, bring is... Education, yeah. Right? You're not eating the molecules. You're eating the energy of the molecules. Because all molecules are just energy. And the thing is, if you think about it, um, there were some experiments done by Dr. Masaru Emoto where you just had to write a message on a water bottle and if you wrote love on the bottle the waters changed the way they crystallized compared if you wrote hate on the bottle or anger they crystallize differently and the ones with the positive messages like joy and enlightenment and happiness compared to anger and jealousy and shame and guilt the crystals would be like beautifully well formed and the ones with the negative information would be like really gross shaped and scattered and unusual and the other thing is that when the heart waves the emanating heart waves out of hearts were measured if the person was calm and happy he had a much higher frequency than if he was angry and the waveform of the angry thing was would look spiky and broad so it would have a much lower mm -hmm. frequency like by factors like, like like by a factor of six to ten so if yeah. you have it's, that fear there's a, yeah there's a lot of science right behind what you're talking about exactly yeah. so if there's a lot of fear in the animal when it dies and it's been treated poorly and it's got like you know it's unhappy and sick then you're going to be eating that energy. And so the ideal thing, of course, is to not eat any meat. But let's take it a one step further. I was reading and watched some shows about the fast food companies and how they produce their meats. They actually run bleach through it to keep down, to keep down oh. the bacterial growth. Seriously? Yeah. It, it, your, your, your hamburger has bleach in it. Yes. So the hamburger has been washed oh. with bleach to keep the bacterial growth down. And then they freeze it into patties. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if that doesn't turn you off, if that doesn't turn you off McDonald's, I don't know what does. <laughs> well, it, what's interesting is, you know, even hearing this, somebody that still, they, they want their burger, it, it, they have to be ready to hear it. I, 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 I use a lot of this stuff, but I didn't know about the bleach. And, <laughs> and I still was eating meat. And then I, I got challenged to do an elimination diet, which was just cooked vegetables and fruits and water and salt. And that was it. And my health has changed so much doing that for a month. And now thinking about eating meat, I'm really turning my stomach, and now that you're sharing not just the energy, but also the bleach and how things are treated, I'm just like, oh my god, how could anybody eat that? Right. So fast food. I mean, fast if food. You're, yeah. So, if you're concerned about your health at all. <laughs> I know. So a fast food burger, if you go on this scale of zero to a thousand, scores under a hundred, like under a hundred. So that's bringing you into death energy. That's down in the shame and the guilt energy. That's really low. And 
that that's a place that you, you know your body when it's operating at optimal um, you want it to be over 500 that's where you stay healthy the longest right so if you're eating something that's right. 100 um, <laughs> you're 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 actually sabotaging yourself and uh, so I, then I started looking at okay so alcohol also scores down there most types of alcohol um, you know okay. those kinds of fast foods uh, a lot of uh, GMOs because GMOs got insects in them it's got the partial genetic code of insects in it or something you know something bizarre something we shouldn't be eating and right and yeah right yeah. and and then they put the glycophosphates on which is the the herbicides like Monsanto right. and those they put it on the the a lot of grains for example to dry out the grasses to make it easier for them to harvest it and they also put it right they also put it in between the a lot of the the trees nut trees and fruit trees so they don't have to deal with weeding so we're we're getting all those uh, conventionally grown grains especially so the hamburger bun's not any better because <laughs> yeah, hamburger... no, yeah, no wonder that guru wanted that burger off of her ashram <laughs> exactly i mean if she's sensitive and she felt all of the things that you've just, just been what we've been talking about uh, yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't want it i wouldn't even want one in my house <laughs> i know <laughs> So f pay attention to how you feel when you drive by one of those places. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and we wonder why the world is in the state it is when the majority of people eat fast food because of the convenience and are drinking alcohol to, to smell, the, smell the pain that they're having from all this death that's in them. Yeah, and the thing that I've noticed, you know, you've noticed that your health has improved. But I also know that, that my mood has improved and my cravings disappeared. And I, I had to yeah, white knuckle it. Yeah, right? right. I had to white knuckle it through every meal at between meals. I'd look at the clock, okay, it's now one thirty. I have another so many hours before I can eat a snack. I have another so many hours before I can eat a meal. And so then I just like dive into my work and I became this workaholic so I wouldn't have to think about eating. And that's no way to live because you're always running from yourself, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also the your sensitivity goes up as well when you're not eating foods that are full of death. Yeah. You're eating um, foods that are enlivening that, um, that I'm sure that you've noticed as well that your intuition is much stronger having a cleaner diet. Yeah, my thinking is more clear. My ability to solve problems goes up. Um, my energy levels go up. I don't need any medications. Okay, so I'm about, I'm a little older than you, Gwen. I'm about to turn 65. So I have no yeah. medications. And my brother, who is not quite 60, he'll be 60 in two years, one year. Uh, so he's 59. And he was commenting that the doctors are always shocked that he doesn't need any medications. And nobody in my family takes medications. My 86-year-old dad only takes one very slight blood pressure pill because he had a stroke a couple of years ago um, from all the stress he had caring for my mom. 
and that's a whole other story. But the the yeah. thing that's interesting too is I started saying, okay, so the hamburger was really bad energy. What has really good energy, and how do you get really yeah. good energy food, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Please share with us how do we get the, the good energy food. You know. Let's, yeah. So I ran. I, I, I'm very interested. Yeah. So I ran a whole battery of tests on foods. And I found that homegrown organic food had the highest energy by far. It scored anywhere between 800 and 900 compared to the 100 and below wow. for the fast foods and alcohol, right? So, so what's the difference between homegrown organic food and organic food you find in the store? So the homegrown organic, yeah, exactly. The homegrown organic food is you go out and you're happy that it's out there in your garden. That's how I am when I have it. My dad has had a garden, organic garden, since I was like four years old. (laughs) So so you go out there and you're happy. Look, you've got food growing in the backyard and you water it, you tend it, you think about how delicious it's going to be. Then you pick it, you bring it in, and you cut it up, and you taste it, and it's like super yummy, and, you know, makes your whole body happy. Look, I grew this delicious food. And then if you have an overabundance of it, especially if you grow zucchini or lemons, they'll grow, like in Southern California, they, you grow it grows like crazy, right? Then you wrap it up and you think of of all the friends that you care about that you want to give them that. So you hand it to them lovingly. Like every time I go over to my dad's house, he always says, oh, you need some lemons. You need some zucchini. You need some tomatoes. Go out and get some. So you're given this food with a lot of love and care and, you know, that kind of thing. That raises the energy of everything. (laughs) Yeah. So, so it's not just about the calories and the nutrients. No, it's you, how you grow the food, where it's grown, what you think about the food. All of those are factors. Exactly. So let's take a little break. I want to remind all of our listeners that you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. Today, my guest host is Gwen Leopard. When we return after the break, we'll dive deeper into scientific healing and how it can work for you, and all about what you're going to do with figuring out how to select the right foods. According to the MetLife Foundation, people over 55 dread getting Alzheimer's disease more than any other. Yes, loss of your memories and who you are. The statistics are staggering. One in eight get some form of dementia or Alzheimer's over this age of 55, while one out of three at age 85 shows significant symptoms. Until recently, it wasn't believed that you could repair, heal, or grow new brain neurons. But now research shows how amazing the neuroplasticity is in your brain. While good nutrition, sleep habits, and exercise play a large role in helping you keep your mind intact, you can now re-energize your brain with a powerful new program that wakes up your brain and promotes deep neural healing. I have watched what others have called hopeless cases come out of comas and dementia and improve dramatically in a short period of time much to their doctor's total surprise. 
Comments I hear often are doctors saying, I've never seen anything like this. You can get the same brain healing in a program that you can use over and over again to heal your brain and brain glands and keep them energized. You can live your best life ever with your memory fully intact. Is it your brain worth a small investment? Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash brain to find out more. That's go to scientifichealer.com forward slash brain to learn how. Welcome back. You're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. You can discover more about scientific healing and the deceptively simple processes for opening up your intuition, inner guidance system, and improving your health. Go to scientifichealer.com to download your tips on how to protect your energy when working with others. Before the break, we were talking with my guest host about nutrition. Let's continue this conversation. Welcome back, Gwen. Uh, yeah, thanks, Anastasia. Um, just before the break, we were talking about the organically homegrown foods and about the really high energy and all, how well it's treated and how you care for it emotionally as well as physically. What about the organically grown foods found in stores? Okay, so organically grown foods found in stores are handled by a lot of people and are put in boxes and carted distances and things like that. And the longer something is off the vine or off the tree, the lower its life force gets. So it will be better because there's no death energy on it and there... Um, and things like that and you bring it home and it's you know about 100 to 150 points lower than the garden food but it's still over that 500 mark and so it's way better for you right it doesn't have the death energy but would it surprise you to know that you can actually raise the energy of the food yes that (laughs) i'd like to know about (laughs) so you know, I mentioned about uh, Dr. Emoto's work on water. So think about this. He just put the messages on a bottle of water, love, enlightenment, joy, happiness, um, wisdom, all positive, upbeat things. He just put it on the bottle of water and it changed the energy in the water. So yeah. beautiful work. Right? Beautiful work. So if you think about that, that would mean that if you prepared the food with a lot of love, like thinking about yourself, oh, I'm making this stuff, it's gonna nourish my body, I'm so excited. That's how I made the I had a like a, a matter a manner of coleslaw today for lunch. And as I was shredding the cabbage I was thinking to myself, oh, this is going to taste so good. Oh, it's going to be so good for me. I'm going to feel really great after I eat it. That imbues the food that you're preparing with the emotions. If you, by the same token, if you're really upset over something and you prepare a meal, you're going to imbue the anger and the disappointment and all of that into the food and you're going to lower the energy of the food. So that's number one. That's one thing is what what emotions are you having when you're handling the food? Because a lot of people have, right? A lot of people have this antagonistic feeling towards food 
I want to eat it, but if I eat it, then I'm going to get fat and that's going to make me look ugly. Therefore, I don't want it. Right. So there's always this tug of war. Yeah. Right. But I need to Warm eat something. Cranium. Right. And if I'm going to eat something, I may as well have that chocolate ice cream <laughs> and not the coleslaw. <laughs> Right. So if you go to one of those places, have you ever noticed that some restaurants have a huge following and people love going there, even though the food is just sort of so-so? It tastes so-so. What's behind that? <laughs> and have you ever been to a restaurant where it was completely empty on a on a typical restaurant night like Friday or Saturday? And you taste it and the food was really delicious. <laughs> and it was very inexpensive. Like, huh? <laughs> yeah. Again, what's behind all that? Well, it has a lot to do with, you know, not just the ingredients, but, but how the person prepared the food. So there are a lot of chefs that love what they're doing. They love it. They might not be that great a chef, but they just love what they're doing. And they're really happy to feed people. And there are other people that are there just making a paycheck, right? So that's that's a completely different attitude of, oh, I have to be here if I'm not here and I'm really unhappy because I'm tired and I want to go home and I just don't like this anymore because it's a lot of work and I always enslaving in a hot kitchen, <laughs> right? So there's that yeah. attitude and then there's the attitude of, you know, I'm nourishing people and I'm making them happy with this food. Right, because they can come here and they don't have to cook and they don't have to do the dishes and they don't have to shop and you know they just come and have a, a delicious meal and I'm so happy to prepare it for them. It's like a well, I, I hope that those those restaurants have lines out the door. You know, <laughs> and the teachers, people are drawn to that that beautiful energy and and the food. Um, that, that that would be healthier instead of seeing the long lines outside of um, your local burger joint. Exactly. Exactly. So another way, so I, I have noticed that, you know, with watching uh, my mom die and with having my, my dad go through his stroke and ch health challenge over the last five years, <clears throat> that uh, prayer makes a big difference in energy. So saying a bit of grace before a meal, when you sit down to a meal, saying a bit of grace and asking whatever higher power you believe in to bless the food, or even just saying, may this food nourish my body and soul, right? Just, just, yeah. you know, bless this food that it's nourishing to my body and soul. And just by um, what, saying, saying that it raises the energy of the food. And, and not only that, but if you take that moment, I, a thing that I've noticed is if you're taking that moment to pray or have gratitude for your food, that that moment allows your, your mouth to start salivating, which yeah. is the body's process of breaking down food properly. Instead of just wolfing food down, you take that moment and, and your salivary glands start, start working and your mouth is watering and you're ready for the food and, and then it, it tastes even better and it's better for your body. So... I, I, even more to it than just raising the energy of it. 
right? And so that's a way you can tell that your body knows that you are honoring it by by giving it this delicious food and taking each bite in your mouth and relishing it as a way of honoring your cells and your cells know that you care for them because you're giving it that good food and it raises your body's energy and your cells get happy and it raises your frequency and the food frequency that you're eating right Yeah, so and I'm guessing that that helps alleviate cravings too. It does a lot. So, cravings, just so people know, there are many factors in cravings. It's not just food allergies, it's not just food energy, it's not just emotions, it's not, you know, it has a lot more. There's a, a deep seated thing. It could be that you're energy system in your body is low so that means that your thyroid your adrenal glands your liver um, your digestive system aren't working properly and so that's one way another is if you're eating foods that you're allergic to your body is reacting to them and it lowers your energy right it could be that you're mentally tired and, and so you crave you crave things that you're allergic to you absolutely crave things you're allergic to. One way to tell one way to tell that you're allergic to something is if you buy a big bag of it and you take two and that all your mind keeps going back to the bag over and over again. Uh, and and you won't won't settle till it's done. Whether it's they ice the whole bag. Right? Whether it's ice cream, whether it's a bag of dried fruit, whether it is a bag of chips whether it, you know, doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a jar of peanut butter. I know people that had to eat the whole jar of a one pound peanut butter in one sitting. If they bought peanut butter, they just couldn't stop oh eating my. it. I know it's Gosh. like, it's, it's 3000 calories. <laughs> I looked it up. <laughs> Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, I mean, what, what about, you know, when, like, like, like cheese? It's like, oh, I just love cheese. You know, yeah. Is that, I guess, would you say something about that as well? Yes. Anytime you say, I just love, and whatever you fill in, that's something you're probably addicted to, and you probably yeah. are allergic to at some level. And it could be, oh so allergic isn't necessarily uh, something that stimulates your immune system in the same way there are things that people call intolerances but what those intolerances do is they lower your energy significantly and so it's just a disagreement between you and the food so it could be caused by an energetic imprint that you came into this world from maybe a parent it could be from uh, an emotional trigger You know, it doesn't matter. It, there, there are like a number of things that cause the allergy. And uh, wow. uh, they've noticed that people that are in comas don't tend to have as many allergies. <laughs> okay. I, I know that there's a wealth of information here. I'm sure that you have something to offer our listeners. Yes, I do. I am... I am so, I have worked with so many people that say they can't stop eating and they're craving all the time. And after one or two sessions working with me, their cravings have gone down substantially. But rather than me doing the work, 
I like to teach what it is and start getting people into good habits and do group healings instead. And I have um, a free five-day program on the energetic factor, factors that cause cravings. And it's not a guarantee to fix everything, but it is a five-day program that I will spend 10 to 15 minutes uh, each session. It will be live. You can listen to recordings afterwards. It will be live. And there will be a little healing, and then there will be a little exercise to help start shifting how you are working with your body. And the energy of food is just one of those things. It's like, it's like a very, we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg. It's a huge, huge, huge topic, right? <laughs> whenever I would Absolutely. do, whenever I would do a class on food, if I did spent 50 minutes on, on food, I would get an hour and a half of questions afterwards. <laughs> And it's yeah. something that yeah, I'm a very good indication. Yeah, that's, that's, we, we, we need to know more about this. There's so much over, you know, people overweight, low energy, just generally unhealthy. And, and, you know, no, and nobody solves. Are, yeah. yeah and, and, and there are so many offers out there to help. And yet yeah, you go through one program after another, after another, and you still have cravings. So, right. They go so, through the psychology. Um, people sign up? Right. So they go through the psychology of it. They go through the emotions of it. So we I've set up a page for signing up. It's called scientifichealer.com forward slash nutrition and U-T-R-I-T-I-O-N scientifichealer.com forward slash nutrition. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the energy of nutrition, not calories, the frequency. <laughs> That's fantastic. So the frequency of nutrition and the, the, the topics of craving. Right. And, it's specifically um, free, guide. Free five days. Free yeah. five days. Right. Yeah. It's specifically. Free five days, energetic factors of food, um, ways to fix that. And so you get there, you go to scientifichealer.com forward slash nutrition and get yourself signed up. Exactly. Because I think that this is uh, such a badly needed topic. There's just too much information. There are some successful programs, but they are really a lot of work. I mean, I've been on them. I've been on every, like, really tough program out there where I ate five, four to five meals a day and I prepared everything ahead of time and I carted all my food everywhere and, um, you know, it was, it's a lot of work. So if you go out, you go yeah. to a weekend trip, you have to, you have to prepare food for three days to just go on these trips. You can't just like wing it. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm on my fifth, um, different diet program this, this year, you know, looking for answers. And this seems to be the, the one that's working the best now. Exactly. Uh, and, then, and, and then tying in the energetic piece that, that you bring is, it's super powerful, and I'll, I'll be on the call. I'm definitely going to go find up after. Um, awesome. I'm really excited about this because it's a favorite topic of mine. Like I said, I've been in the grips of it for 50 years. <laughs> and, of course, I ask yeah. different questions being the geek scientist I am. <laughs> Thank God for you because there's so many people that don't know how to ask the questions. Oh. And then we, we have them, and you have, you have answers for it. So. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
So that's all yeah. we have time for today, Gwen. Thank you so much for for being my guest host and and interacting with me on these questions. I'm sure it makes it way more interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I step all over you, but you have so much good information. I, I just I want to take your brain every time. <laughs> Thank you. So thank you for listening to Scientific Healing and for our wonderful guest host, Gwen Leppard. Let's you and I connect. Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash nutrition to sign up for the free five-day program on the first steps to eliminating your cravings for good. This is Dr. Anastasia Choplis. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. Join us again next week for more expert guidance and practical tools to energize your life. Now take a deep breath and release it slowly before you go about your day.